I also love the contracting space. Okay. I'm obviously in the contracting space, but you know, there's just not as much competition or really, really smart, great competition in the contracting space. Okay. Uh, again, nothing, nothing wrong here, but I, I, I think if you were an objective person looking at the contracting industry and comparing it to engineering, consulting, you know, accounting, law, you know, medicine, you, you would say, oh, wow, less of the really, really smart people went into this industry. You know, I would say as well, less people who aren't really as strong in the four referability habits, being on time, doing what they say, finishing what they start, saying please and thank you. And as a result, especially if someone who's come from our program, you've got a real big advantage in that space. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. We're coming up on the end of a, another season, and uh, I'm often in communication with our amazing operators, and I had a fantastic conversation with Ben Perkins, one of our top rookie operators, or at least uh, a uh, top performer. He's, he's going to be making our top performer Jamaica trip, getting flown down to Jamaica, and he suggested a great solo podcast. And so, uh, taking up his suggestion, thank you, Ben. And he was just asking for best practices on how to get a job. And then I've kind of morphed it into how to select a career, how to think about a career. Okay. I'm imagining again, my leaders listening are, are in university or in college or, or maybe just afterwards. And how do I look about what I should be doing? So, so the first thing is, are you hoping for a job? Are you going to go out and select a job? Are you going to go out and select a career, select an industry? Okay. So obviously knowing me, I want you to be in that ladder group. Now, how do you get into that ladder group? Okay. Well, first of all, you have to choose to be in that ladder group. Remember having a discussion a couple of weekends ago with some amazing friends of my daughter and sons uh, at our home and them talking about some of the good career choices they made, the poor career choices they made, or uninformed career choices that they made, more importantly, because my, my kids hang out with some just amazing people and very successful people. But one of the things I want you thinking about is, you know, I want to be in the space that companies will want to select me. Okay. So how do I get there? Well, certainly some of, some of it, you know, with a bunch of different types of career paths, it's marks at school. So, Hey, I can't help you there. But the one area I can help you with is a thing called the results economy. So we believe firmly in the results economy, people who go out and crush results, you know, know how to acquire clients, deliver great results to clients, earn profit. That's what companies want. And every year we get amazing organizations recruiting our incredible staff so that they don't return for another year 
and they're recruited away. And by the way, I'm ecstatic when that happens. That's fantastic. That is the idea of our development program. So I want you thinking, how can I great, create great, great results? Obviously, you, if you've been in our program, you're doing that. If you're outside our program, thinking about being a results driver. So we want you to select a job. The, th the next thing we want you to do is we want you to select an industry. I want you to select an industry. So if you are good, and I'm assuming you're good, uh, you are likely going to stay in this industry for your entire career. Okay, I selected this industry, and I'm still in this industry. Okay, I, I won't leave this industry likely. Okay, I certainly won't leave the coaching industry for sure. So just, just to get that, it's like, Doing the thought, not, oh, wow, here's an opportunity, I'll take it. Really, really being thoughtful about selecting your industry. And sometimes that can just do it. Okay, here's a really great opportunity. I never thought about this, uh, this career path, and it seems really great. There's a mentor, there's a guide, it looks like a great training program. Okay, I'm going to do that. You know, and by the way, as, a, as an aside, finding great mentors is a great spot to start in terms of your career path. Okay, that is, that is a wonderful spot to spot start. So sometimes when we think about industries, a lot of you have already sort of selected it or made a first choice. And there are high costs of switching careers. And on the other hand, sometimes there's just high costs you should accept, meaning I chose a career, I don't like it. Well, don't do something you don't like for decades because you chose it when you were 18. No, you could switch, okay? And it's best if we don't, okay? So you, you go to school for engineering, for teaching, for law, for medicine, for pharmacy, for forestry. Well, good chance I'm moving in a specific direction, okay? That's great. Now, what, what about other potential industries? Well, one thing I've seen a lot with our, you know, amazing alumni over the years is the incredible success they've had in growth industries, okay? You can really see that an industry is going to be a high growth area, you know, electric cars, um, you know, the, the, the whole clean energy, you know, clean technology. There's just some, you know, very off the top, clear, uh, you know, technology in the past was very, very clear that that was going to be a monstrously growing industry. And we had all sorts of people in the past, good friends and, and alumni do incredibly well at just a number of, of amazing tech companies. Okay, so that's something that we can look at is, is well, if the industry's growing, 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 growing at you know, 10, 15, 20% a year, well, then the chances of, if I'm in early, especially, the chances of me being successful in that industry or certainly having a great result, if successful, are really high. So that's something I would look at. I also love the contracting space, okay? I'm obviously in the contracting space, but you know, there's just not as much competition or really, really smart, great competition in the contracting space, okay? Uh, again, nothing, nothing wrong here, but I, I, I think if you were an objective person looking at the contracting industry and comparing it to engineering, consulting, uh, you know, accounting, law, you know, medicine, you, you would say, oh, wow, less of the really, really smart people went into this industry. You know, I would say as well, less people who aren't really as strong in the four referability habits, being on time, doing what they say, finishing what they start, saying please and thank you. And as a result, especially if someone 
who's come from our program, you've got a real big advantage in that space. Okay. Learning the things you've learned. Now, one thing you, you, you do have to be aware of is, is that you may be losing in terms of quote unquote, looking good or not feeling as good. Wow. I'm not working for a big brand. I'm not, I, I don't have maybe the, the, the brand equity or, or feeling as good because I'm not working for a brand that everybody knows. And on the other hand, you actually may be earning more, loving your work more and really, again, making a huge contribution. So that's something that you'll have to think about and decide whether you want to want to want to move in that area. So industry is one area. Another thing about areas that I wanted to talk about, areas of career focus, is is the idea of sales. So Eric Jansen, uh, who is a teaches sales at Ivy, and he's coming up in an upcoming podcast in September, and he teaches one of the very very few sales programs or curriculums, and just amazing, amazing man, uh, fantastic podcast. And one of the things that he shared with me is how very, very few colleges and university teach sales in any way. He, the number he used, I believe was 3%. And on the other hand, the number I recall him talking about was over 50% of people graduating actually end up in a sales career. Okay. They end up actively in sales where it's their or sales enablement, or some type of part of their role is in sales. Okay. So one of the best things about sales, it's very, very clear what your results are. There's a leaderboard, there's a budget. I hit it. I exceeded it. I made the top performer trip and, and there's, there's, there's just movement from there. Okay. Um, uh, second of all, it's very, very clear that there's a career path moving up from sales into managerial roles, you know, uh, sales management, director of sales, director of business development, vice president, president, et cetera. A lot of senior people in organizations move up through sales. And even if, you know, when, when you think about other roles, consulting, law, engineering, you know, partner as, as in, in different roles, they end up, you do a role, you do really well. Then you have a managerial role, maybe where 20% of your role, 80% of that actual role. And then it flips where you're spending 80% of your time in management. So often management is there's an expectation to sell or maintain clients, develop and find new business for the business. So sales is just such a huge, huge part in a, a great place to start in your business career. So, um, you know, one of the other things about, you know, a sales is it's really easy also to get into other roles. Yes, there's that one role where management, senior leadership, director, VP roles, and also, hey, I can move into HR, or I could move into training, or I could move into marketing, or different roles that may interest me because I've been identified as somebody strong in sales. Okay. One other thing is, and this is really, really important, build a great LinkedIn profile. It really is like an online resume. Uh, we regularly, as, as you'll, you'll hear if you're a regular listener to our podcast, have our alumni headhunted or reached out to and recruited away to other firms or, or just coming out of our program through their LinkedIn profile. Okay, so what are you looking to post? You're looking to post about the amazing customers you serve, 
you know, your great team and, and, and how well they've done and maybe challenges that they've overcome. Perhaps some wisdom and lessons that you've learned. Okay. And, and why is this so important? Again, people will be looking. It's a way to build your brand. Okay. Simple as that. And so if you're a leader listening, who's not involved in the student works program, fantastic. Start building your profile, start identifying, recognizing that opportunity. So another thing is start understanding yourself. So predictive index is, is a great opportunity. And, and what predictive in, index is a way to understand where you stand with five different key ways that people operate in the world. So dominance is, is their drive to exert influence on people or events. Extroversion is the drive for social interaction with other people. Patience is the drive to have consistency and stability. Formality is the drive to conform to rules and objectivity. And then objectivity is the degree to which an individual prefers objectivity when processing information and making decisions. So these five things are really, really key for you to determine what career path makes sense. Okay, so that's something that some tool that you could use. Another fantastic tool that I recommend is Colby, K-O-L-B-E.com. And what Colby does is it measures conation and, and it's what each other's instinctive strengths are and um, their ability to identify those strengths and operate by those strengths. So I highly recommend those two tools so that you can make a good choice around your uh, career path. Finally, and, and the last thing I'll say about this is school has created this, this long, long time that you've really just built a base, you know, English, math, history, all these different things that you've studied. And a lot of the things you really didn't want to study, maybe even some of the things you're kind of weak at or you're okay at, well, now's the time to really focus on your strengths, okay? Focus on things you really love, focus on things that you're really good at. One thing to be clear about is you will never be really great at something unless you love it, okay? You just, no way. You know, if you think about the best athletes in the world, you know, how can they take, you know, I know basketball players, thousands of shots and tens of thousands or golf players hitting all these balls. They've got to love it. I was listening to a podcast recently, uh, one of the top tennis players in the world, Djokovic. I know I've mis mispronounced that. Um, he just loves to hit a tennis ball. He's the best tennis player in the world. He just loves to hit a tennis ball. Okay, so, so think about what do I really love? And I know that may be hard to determine when you're 18 to 25. And moving in that direction is just a wonderful, wonderful space to think. What do I really love? What's, you know, again, so I don't see the difference between my off time and my work time because I'm loving it. And that will give you uh, just such an advantage over other people. So I hope you love this. Um, you know, sort of, sort of look at what to do in the future with your career. Uh, thanks to Ben for his suggestion. And you know what I'm up to is finding amazing people who want to have fantastic careers and really make a difference in the world as leaders. So please send me an email, cthompson at studentworks.com. 
share this this uh, podcast with your friends or other leaders who are interested, and you can send them to studentworks.com. Have an unbelievably fantastic day. Thank you. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.